Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode 328. I am Michael Citro, your host, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. That is a website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, all things soccer related in the city. Beautiful. And, um, you know, soon to be independent at some point in uh, about a month. But, uh, until then, we soldier on where we're at, and I welcome in my co-host, like I do every week from Tallahassee, Florida. David Rowe is here. Dave, how you doing? I'm pretty good, Michael. Of course, you know, this is last day of the month as we're recording it, and I'm in the car biz, so that was all kinds of uh, fun. But that's not important right now. What's important right now is I did get my replica jersey in, and I don't mean the authentic. I mean the replica. I've got to tell you, if you if you didn't look carefully, which I didn't, there are some slight differences. The Adidas stripes don't go as far down the sleeve. You right. don't get the stop little, at the top of the sleeve where the seam is. Mm-hmm. You don't have the little Apple TV logo. Um, I the, am surprised that they left that out. Right. One would have thought that Apple would have been like, no, nah, you're going to put that on everything. Um, the, the cool little uh, gold things around the neck, the little slicey things. Not present on the replica. I think that's the exact term for them. Slicey things. Yes. Slicey things, yes. Uh, but anyway, still a fantastic looking replica kit, but there are some significant differences. Yeah. Good tip there for those who are uh, pondering what they're going to order. If you want also to. significantly cheaper. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you got to weigh in, uh, you know, what you're willing to pay for, for what you're going to get. And, um, you know, Dave just gave you the the lowdown. He gave you the differences. So there you go. And if I hadn't been cheap, none of you would have known. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start this week off with, uh, oh, my God, we're in the season, Dave. Yeah, we are. And we went to the stadium on Saturday. Well, I went to the stadium on Saturday. You did not. You were in town. I went to Apple TV. Yes, you went to the new MLS season pass on Apple mm-hmm. TV. Just going to be a mouthful that I have to write and type and and say out all this year, but it's okay. Um, and we can talk a little bit about the coverage that you saw uh, in a little bit. I actually haven't seen the replay yet, but I did see the replay of the preseason game. I don't know how much difference there was, but let's start with a banner because Jared Dillon was on this program a week ago and said, we're going to raise a banner. And by golly, they raised a banner before the game to commemorate the 2022 U.S. Open Cup Championship for Orlando City. It's nestled in the rafters in the wall or above the wall, right between two USL Pro Championship banners. The club honoring its history is a thing that Jared said was important, something they wanted to do moving forward. They are doing it. Yeah. uh, Proof in the pudding or proof in the banners. Um, you know, and that's, it is important. Um, and it's, it's hopefully it'll be a reminder to all the various people who cover Orlando city that don't do it all the time. Like we do that, uh, things did not start in 2015. Correct. And if you didn't get to see the game, uh, maybe you just got to hear it on the radio, or maybe you missed it completely, had to work or whatever, went to the movies, who knows, 
who knows what you people are doing out there, but you can, uh, you can go find that banner because the picture on our photo gallery is the banner being raised. So uh, it's right there front and center. So uh, go to the mainland.com, check out the photo gallery from the match that just dropped today on Tuesday, as we record this on the final day of February, the don't let, don't let our February remarks confuse you because this drops on March 1st. And, uh, here we are. Uh, we are about to be in our final month with SB Nation, Dave. Oh, yeah. Kind of excited about that, honestly. Now that it's coming down to it. I am terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I am, that I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so freaking stressed out. Uh, work today a little bit on the final, putting the final touches on a fundraiser for the site for the new launch it's it's not giant we're not going to be asking for a lot we're not we're, we just can't afford some of the bells and whistles we'd like to have and so i'm going to put a little gofundme together all the people that said they would love to uh help us out we're giving you a, a chance to put your money where your mouth is and not just it's not just a handout it's something you will be getting in return and you will be considered a founder of the mainland and depending on the level of support that you are willing to part with, uh, you know, you get things for that. And I think they're pretty cool things. And when that goes live, there'll be, you know, there'll be a write up on the site about it. We'll tweet it out. We'll, we'll put it on the Facebook, but we're not going to beat you over the head with it. It's there if you want it. And uh, those that have said, because we had a poll, those who said uh, that they wanted a, a Patreon with extra benefits and, and subscriber benefits, that's something that's going to come later. We're still formulating what that looks like. So you will be able to do that. But some people said, and it was almost a 50-50 split, that they would rather just do a, a one-time, you know, here you go, I'm helping you out, and then being done with it. And that's fine. We're going to give everybody the chance to do it the way they want to do it. And if people want to do both, hey. Who are we to stop them? Por que no los dos? Exactly. So uh, the banner looked pretty nice, Dave. I'm. Uh, I was very, very excited to see that go up. It's. Uh, it's not every day your team gets to lift a banner to the rafters, and uh, would like to do that again as often as possible. Yes, more of that, please. And I don't think I'm. Uh, you know, in the minority here. No. The other thing that got lifted up on Saturday night before the game was a pretty amazing TIFO by the supporters groups. And uh, it was interesting because it was in multiple parts. So the first part went up and we're like, uh, it's a swamp. Uh, what does that represent? Does it represent the way Florida looked after the hurricane last summer? I don't know. But then the rest of it went up and it looked pretty awesome. It was, uh, uh, it was pretty cool. It was. I mean, when the, when the swamp part went up, I was like, "Oh, come on, guys! Disney's a uh, Disney's a partner. You can't, you know, go saying something about how the area looked before they got there. That's not cool." <laughs> so yeah, the 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 overwhelming message there was hungry for more, and that was the the bottom part of it. Hungry for more, as in the club, the supporters. You just raised a banner. We're hungry for more. Love it. Uh, riding the alligators. That was pretty cool. And mm -hmm. uh, it reminded me of, do you ever see the rescuers, Dave? Heck yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of the two gators on uh, the rescuers. Oh yeah. The bad, uh, the, the bad ladies, uh, alligators. God, yeah. What were they called? Yeah. They were the ones charged with uh, guarding the child that was uh, abducted. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is it's an old flick so if you're blinking and just looking at your whatever you're listening your podcast on uh it's understood. disney understood it is disney uh, that was that's just coincidental that wasn't put in there for disney or uh, disney certainly not sponsoring us although we'll take it yeah i i won't make comments about the swamp things again if disney would like to sponsor the podcast yeah. So then, uh, as fate would have it, Dave, there was a soccer game. Yes, there was. The Lions played the New York Red Bulls. When you play the New York Red Bulls, you're going to get a steady diet of press 
uh, up top. They're going to put people in numbers in front of the ball, try to anticipate your next pass, try to steal the ball, and turn that into transition goal scoring opportunities. That's what you got from the Red Bulls on Saturday night, and they did a really good job of the first part of that, which was pressuring, creating turnovers. Didn't do so hot on the creating chances part of it, which is maybe a testament to the way the the team played defensively and and recovered defensively. It was good to get that game out of the way early. And mm-hmm. Cincinnati plays in you know in a lot of respects. Cincinnati has some similar traits to the Red Bulls, but uh, so we're going to see a little bit more pressure this week. But what I didn't like was that the ball was moving slowly and therefore they weren't able to get the ball up the field into the areas where you can find some seams in that defense and in that press. When I was just waiting for at some point Martin Ojeda to get the ball with Carlos Cornell playing sweeper keeper up in the circle. And yeah, and he did get one opportunity. He didn't get any lift on his shot. So it just kind of looked really bad, but he's the kind of guy that can score from midfield. If you're going to play your keeper that high. And uh, that would have been just super cool to have burned them badly because we've seen Orlando city burn badly when the keeper is not even anywhere near that high on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been nice. Uh, unfortunately it was not to be, but um, yeah, definitely frustrating, but that's, that's how Red Bulls play. Uh, they play to frustrate you, not just, not just us, but also the, uh, the their opposition. And it was tough getting out of uh, Orlando's own half. Yeah, as expected, no Antonio Carlos. So it was Schlegel at right center back and Janssen at left center back. Brand new fullbacks trying to work with them. Luca Petrasso on the left and Mikey Halliday on the right. And Mikey's obviously played a few games, but still very young, very raw and and learning uh, the pro game, how to, how to be a professional. And I thought Mikey had a, a pretty... Decent. Actually, I thought both fullbacks had decent games. They there's some things they did well. There's some things they didn't do as well, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of to be expected. And and those you need those growing pains because if you, you you learn more from your failures than your successes, as they say. So you know, hopefully that was a good learning experience for both those young guys. One thing I would have liked to have seen is I I, th- I know Orlando City's not used to the left back getting forward. Ivan Angulo, I know you're listening. You draw two defenders to you and you got Luca doing the overlap. Just give him the ball. That's all I'm saying. Right. Take advantage of his crossing ability with that left foot. Uh, there were at least two or three times when he would have been all alone in the corner, so much so that he might have been able to even turn that in toward uh, the box and and become you know, really, really dangerous. But uh Certainly, he would have been open for a cross at the very least. Um, we didn't see a lot of offensive chances, and we did see some some signs that you know Cara and Torres and Angulo and Ojeda are going to still need to find some chemistry together. And I really don't know if the plan is to continue to have Angulo as the starter when Gaston Gonzalez, uh, who is now back in the country and now has a green card, is uh, available and and fit but for now that's probably going to be your your starting attack so uh those guys are going to need a little bit more time to start finding each other all of them at one point or another had an errant pass that ruined an attack um but uh there were still some good passages that you could see what they're what they're trying to build and um uh, one thing that i think we will have to see is we will have to see orlando's fullbacks hurt a team so that we'll keep the other team from just bombing forward. Cause John Tolkien played like a forward in that game. Yeah. Well, Tolkien does what he wants pretty much regardless. And he is a very, very uh, good fullback in this league. Um, and he's got good crossing. He's got good ball handling skills. He's, he's good. That's, that's who he is. And so that was a worry. Um, and, you know, poor Mikey Halliday had to deal with them all night, um, which is not easy. But, um, you know, given that, I think Halliday did okay. Yeah. Um, some of his, uh, look, two of Halliday's crosses out of his four were way better than anything Ron ever gave us. Uh, I, would not, I would hesitate to say anything, but they were good. 
Okay, crosses. I mean, any. I think that Juan has had some good crosses in his time here. Uh, I don't think every cross has been terrible. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, yes, uh, his crosses look pretty good, except for the one that he beamed into <laughs> the single defender that was in his area. Um, but there was no score at the half, and that was largely because, one, Roman Janssen recovered enough to make a yellow card <laughs> inducing tackle after giving the ball away. Uh, Lewis Morgan missed the net once or twice. Uh, there were some opportunities for the Red Bulls that they didn't capitalize on. There was a, a giveaway by Araujo who then got back and blocked a shot to make up for losing the ball. Cesar was a little uh, uncharacteristically sloppy with the ball on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little weird uh, seeing that because of you know the quality we're used to from from our Araujo. So uh, I you know first match back jitters. I don't know. I'm I'm certain that he's too good not to get that sorted. Mm-hmm. Second half came and it was started out as a little bit more of the same, but eventually Orlando grew in the game a little bit more. They they were willing to lump the ball up the field a few times to just take pressure off and make New York have to build an attack, which was um, something that New York wasn't really all that good at doing on the night. You know, anytime that they were actually having to build from the back, Orlando did a pretty good job of of snuffing it out and taking it away. And and um, you know, they also had in their attack some some miscommunications and some bad passes here and there too. It's a, it's an opening night. But then uh, as uh, as Orlando started to grow into the game, they got a few set pieces, and one of those set pieces led to a corner kick, and then the corner kick led to uh, the best set piece you can get, which is a penalty. Yes, indeed. And um, look, that was, as was proven, that was absolutely Orlando City's chance at getting a goal in this match. Yeah, so the ball in hit uh, Araujo, Right in the noggin, he headed down towards goal. It bounced up. It got Sean Nealis on the arm, and uh, no hesitation from the referee. Points to the spot. Video uh, assistant referee checked it, upheld the call. Torres stepped up and hit the spot kick and made it one nil. And uh, that was something that boy did Gerhard Struber not like that call after the game. He was. He called it a, like he said about as many things as you can say that like right up to the borderline of where you might get fined. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I disagree with him, but I understand from his perspective why he would be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if it was I, my team, I'd be upset. And, and that's what Oscar said too. Oscar said that he, he's been in a position where his player has, uh, you know, he can't, maybe can't tell if it hits the arm or the body first. And he said for him, it was a penalty because of course, <laughs> of course, what else is he going to say? And right. the bottom line is Orlando's still owed about 30 of them. So uh, we'll take Drop it in the bucket. We'll, we'll take it and we'll, uh, we get the goal and still a lot of game to be played, but Orlando city played well down the stretch. They went to five at the back late in the game as you know, that thing that they worked on all preseason long, that's what they did at the end of this game. Went five at the back, and we got to see Ramiro Enrique flash some mm-hmm. skills in the second half. Uh, we got to see Dagger Dan Thorhalson, and um, you know they got to make some debuts. And uh, in the end, huge save late by Pedro Galese, and he preserves the one nil win. And that like there were. There were two free kicks just outside the box in stoppage time and that one chance for Caceres. And I was like, on all three of those, I'm like, here it comes. I'm going to be right. My prediction is going to be correct on the first week. But it right. wasn't correct because we both predicted a draw. Yep. Uh, so go us for doing that because usually if we both predict something, then it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> so you had a 2-2 draw and I had a 1-1 draw and it was a 1-0 victory. Neither of us got the result. I got closer on the score and uh and here we are 1-0 and 0 with 3 points. Can't do better than that after one game. 
Nope, that looks good. Could have a little bit better goal differential, but hey, we'll take the victory and uh, the new debuts. We'll take a little bit of uh, seasoning by some of those players, and now we're going to get some reinforcements. As as I mentioned, Gaston Gonzalez is going to be back and be able to contribute as well. And uh, you know, Antonio Carlos is going to be getting closer to returning as well. So all of that stuff's good. And now it's time for us to pick our man of the match, Dave. Who you got? Well, considering that I did uh, grades for the uh, the match, I've already done it. I've already tipped my hat to those who actually read the, the website. Um, I gave it to uh, Ivan Angulo, and my reasons are basically he did well on defense. He did pretty good on offense. Uh, he seemed to be where he needed to be all night, and um, he, was a, he was a thorn in their side. And given given everything else that's going on when you don't have a lot of, uh, you know, attack going on for him to be involved in that, but also make some pretty key defensive um, uh, moves. That's why I gave it to him. There are definitely arguments for some others and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, the thing that I want to point out about Angulo is that there was, there was a corner in the first half that Orlando took short, which they should never do because Mm -hmm. it never works. And it's, almost always more dangerous for them than it is the other team. And in this case, it was because if that ball had reached its intended target, Pedro Glaze was way off his line, and we would have had a half, a, a midfield shot the other direction, possibly a goal. Angulo tracked back and got his foot to that pass right before it reached its target and prevented what could have been an embarrassing uh, opening goal. So I, I understand, um, you know, he made a lot of good plays. I'm taking it away from him because he wouldn't give the ball to Petrasso a couple times. <laughs> uh, so I'm giving it to, you know, he only had to make four saves and only two of them were hard, but I'm giving it to Galese because down the stretch when they needed him, he made the biggest plays. So uh, Pedro gets my man of the match and also gets to be on the, Dave, they're calling it the team of the match day now, not the team of the week, the team of the match day. What do you think? I think it's ridiculous and idiotic. And of course they did because uh new platform, they've got to, you know, be new. I don't know. It's uh, whatever. Team of the match day it is not a thing. It's never been a thing in any league that I know of, but Team of the match day it is. Pedro was the uh, bench goalkeeper for that uh, behind, I think, Drake Callender, I think, from Miami was the was the starter in the 11. So, yeah, it is what it is. He's At least he's there. At least the Lions were represented after having won the game. Yeah. How do you put that on an award, though? That's so bad. I don't know. Match of the team day should be our game of the week. It was what we call game of the week now. Match of the team day. There you go. Okay, so you got team of the match day. You're going to match of the team day. Why not? Words don't matter anymore. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, just before you and I recorded, we saw a tweet from Fabrizio. Mm-hmm. Fabrizio is often very correct. He is a reporter that, uh, man, he gets a lot of stuff right. It's not always right, and he stressed that this isn't done, but uh, he's reporting, Fabrizio Romano reporting, that Facundo Torres will extend his contract with Orlando City until 2027, and that he understands there will be a release clause worth $30 million built into the new contract. Now, what does that mean? It means this. Currently... If you look at Torres's deal, he is signed through 2025 with a club option for 26. So if Fabrizio says he's signing through 27, which could mean through 26 with an option for 27, or it could actually mean through 27. That's not typically how Orlando City works, but uh, my, so my guess would be a deal through 26 with an option for 27, which extends his deal basically one year. But the important thing here is that if he's, going to be sold uh, to say Arsenal or some other team in Europe that wants to come calling for him, they're going to have to pony up 30 million bucks to trigger the release clause to get him. 
Yeah. It's a chunk of change. That is, that would be enormous. Uh, that would easily dwarf the Daryl DK, uh, deal, uh, that by like, it would triple <laughs> the Daryl DK deal all by itself. Just the, just the release clause. So I think you could breathe easier about Faku being here for a couple of years, unless he just absolutely destroys the league. And in which case teams are going to go, all right, 30 million it is. And if he absolutely destroys the league, we're most likely going to have some additional hardware uh, to go with that 30 mil plus at that point. So, okay. One would hope, but uh, look at Daniel Gazdag last year. Sure. <laughs> bring, bring us all back down. I'm just trying to keep it real, Dave. It's what I'm here for. Well, realism, realistic uh, information, but th that would be extremely cool. That would be a, a nice, nice, tidy nest egg for the club to invest back into the player side. If, uh, if they could do that. So awesome that uh, we look forward to that uh, taking place because it is a thing that the club is doing a lot these days. Now they're redoing deals that aren't finished. Um, they're becoming very player friendly in that regard. And mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit about that on the pride side here in a minute. Well, you brought up something we were talking about before the podcast, you brought up a, uh, a potential reason on Torres's, uh, from Torres's point of view, uh, regarding, you know, restructuring his deal and that, that big, you know, buyout, um, or release calls. And, you know, as we found out just the other day, the young man is expecting child or his, his uh, significant other is expecting child, uh, daughter on the way. And as you said, perhaps uh, that, that fatherhood thing, maybe being a little bit more stable in where you're going to be at might be a, a selling point. Yeah. I mean, with a, with a baby on the way, you, you don't want to worry about, you know, when am I going to move to Europe? When is my, when is my partner going to be able to join me and all of that stuff? That's, that's all very, um, stressful. And uh, if you know that if you build that in, you know, you're taken care of, they probably gave him a raise as well with this new deal. Um, you're taken care of, you know, that you can still play your way to Europe, but maybe delay it for a year or two to the point where you're not getting a bought by Arsenal and then getting stashed on the bench or playing for the reserve team. Um, you know, because you, you can't crack the, the lineup with the, you know, $90 million star is playing in your position. Um, you know, sitting there waiting to see if somebody gets hurt this way you can develop, you can play and you can take your time and, you know, the baby comes and you get situated and then, then maybe you make your move. Serious offers only. Yeah. But really stay the hell away from Faku. Yeah. Don't make us go. I, I don't want to have to uh, get my Puerto Rican wife to get the slipper out. Keep okay. Your meat hooks off. Chocolate is flying everywhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to uh, talk about on the Orlando city side, Dave? No, all good news. So let's, uh, let's keep it rolling before we figure out something else. All right. Well, we are going to, of course, have our key matchups and predictions for the Cincinnati game this Saturday night at home. In, uh, in just a little bit, we'll, of course, get to our mailbag box and answer your questions, you listeners, you. And we're going to talk about the Orlando Pride. We're going to do all of those things right after this. And we're back. And Dave. Yeah. We don't have a guest this week. Aw. I know. I know. I thought we were going to have one, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't quite materialize uh, it's uh, it's been delayed so we'll we'll have the guest just not this week okay well that's that's fine it's keep it a secret because it's a pretty good get i think well and and you know considering the quality of the guests that we had last week you know i think we can take a week off yeah just go back and listen to the jared dylan thing again yeah <laughs> if you if, if that's uh if you, if you really, have the time. Yeah. If you really need a, a guest, that's what you can do. It's yeah. Last week's was long. We're trying, let's try to move this one along a little bit. Orlando pride, Dave, as we talked about the Torres potential deal, um, Carrie Abello got a new deal from the pride this week. Abello was on a deal through the end of the year. 
She's now on a deal through the end of 24 with an option year. So again, the pride and, uh, in Orlando city, they don't want to have to get to the end of the year and then make offers to players. They want to just go ahead and lock players up that they want to be around. And, uh, apparently they are, are high on Carrie Bello. So, um, I have to admit that I would like to see what they see in Cariabello. I, I think there's flashes there, but I would like this year to be taking the leap from Cariabello. Take the leap, Carrie. Make the yeah, make the uh, jump. Jump to conclusions. <laughs> do do something. Just move forward. You have the jump to conclusions, Matt. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm aware of the jump to conclusions, Matt. Although uh, I don't think it ever actually went into production, so I just have a I have a prototype. Okay, so uh, Carrie Bello, new deal. Congrats to her, and uh, through 2024 with club option for the following year. The Pride Dave have played twice since our last show. You may remember that they won against Gotham two nil in the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Well, they must have really enjoyed that because since then they have defeated Kansas City at home in the open game that uh, was last week, 2-0. And then uh, today, as we're recording this on Tuesday, they beat UCF 2-0. You know, if they just want to keep this whole 2-0 thing going uh, and and take over the, the Dosa Cero uh, from the U.S. Men's National Team, just do it the entire season, I'm yeah. good. Hashtag Dos Acero uh, should be definitely a thing for the Pride this year uh, rather than hashtag Cero Ados. <laughs> yes, yes. Much better. The 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 order of the numerical uh, sequence is important. Yeah. The Pride struck in the first minute against Kansas City in, the, in front of the home faithful. Uh, Julie Doyle with the goal and then Allie Watt tacked on the second. And then against UCF, it was a scoreless first half. And then the opening of the scoring was done by uh, a former Pride player who has been invited back to camp, maybe trying to to earn her way back into uh, onto the roster. Thais Heiss with the first goal. Yeah. And then our Maltese wonder, Haley Bugaya. Oh, I like seeing her get, uh, get the goal. Yeah, getting on the score sheet. Yeah, gotta get that, gotta get that train rolling. Yeah, let's make that one a habit. Exactly. Uh, be very good. So uh congrats to the Pride for a a really good preseason so far. Next up is Florida State, though. Florida State's been a little bit of a thorn in the preseason side of the Pride over the years. Seminoles are tough. One of the best teams in college soccer, period. Mm-hmm. And the Pride have not been one of the best teams in the NWSL period for most of their <laughs> existence. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm not trying to make light of that. It's just, that's just the way it is. A, a, a good college team against a team that has, has had holes in it, uh, w- that is still in preseason, obviously, um, mm-hmm. it's not a great matchup. So, uh, hopefully they'll go out and get another dose. Acero. Yes. Yes, they will. But this is one of those where I can't lose. So, or I can't win depending on your perspective. No, mm. oh, Parker Lewis couldn't lose. Right. I'm not Parker Lewis. You're not. You're not Parker. All right. Uh, Finally, with the pride, uh, the last bit of news that I have, maybe you have some other news, but uh, updated La Luna kit, Dave, the road whites, which uh, have the nice little moon pattern that you can only see if you're like within five feet of them. Uh, It it is a striking, beautiful kit if you're close enough to see the detail, but it is a terrible kit for seeing on TV names and numbers that's not the case anymore no it's not la luna kits have got an update they have now black lettering black numbering on the back very easy to read and black shorts now dave as the pride are taking care of their players their players have complained for years about all white kits because uh as you and i are both fathers we know a little bit about the um, female anatomy, mm-hmm. um, probably not as much as we, we think we do, <laughs> <laughs> probably but, not. Um, I, I'm trying to do this and be, um, respectful and also, um, not make people crash their car if they're listening in the car. Um, 
basically white shorts are problematic for certain um, bodily uh, functions. So I, um, I, I don't think we need to dance around it. Menstruation is a natural it is. bodily function in women. And since it happens, we should we, look, they weren't afraid to ask for it for those reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say it on the podcast and give them the credit because that's what's going on. It wasn't just the pride. This is, uh, you know, teams all over the world, women's teams all over the world have been, you know, asking, complaining about this for years. Right. right. So, you at know, all, good for them. All levels at all levels of soccer. But yeah. yeah. And I, again, I was just trying to be a little delicate about it. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to wade right through. All right. Well, that's what you're here for, Dave. That's it. You're here to be that guy. Uh, I am that guy. And you know what? Here's the great thing about it. Not about me being that guy, but about the kit change and going to the black shorts. Honestly, the new black lettering and the black shorts combo looks fantastic. Yeah, it's very, very awesome kit. Kudos to the pride for correcting what was a, a problematic kit, taking care of the players. And doing it in a way that makes the kit even better than it was before. Yeah, like I hadn't gotten that uh, jersey before just because it was kind of, you know, honestly, the the letters and the numbers, you know, bothered me. I might have to get one and actually pay extra to get stuff on the back because it looks that good. It's stuff on the back, Dave. I know. Are you going to get a Haley Bougaya? I tell you what, uh, we'll leave it up to the uh, we'll leave it up to the listeners. The, okay. So, that's fair. so no, here's, here's Lee how it gets to pick it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Lee gets to pick. We picked his, uh, Lee, if you, if you want to, and, or, um, if somebody wants to, you know, going forward in the next week or two, put in a, a five-star review and in there say which one they want me to get, you're, you're going to have a voice. You and Lee can battle it out. There you go. All right, uh, are we good on the pride front? Uh, any other news we need to discuss? Once again, all good stuff. This is uh, so weird. Positivity, baby, positivity. That's what we're here for this year. Until they like beat it. us down, <laughs> we're going to be going <laughs> to be positive. Uh, all right. Uh, so as mentioned, uh, just a couple of preseason matches remaining. Florida State on Saturday, and. Uh, I believe they they open in training on the twelfth, so all of that's good. And then uh, I think Washington Spirit I think is their last uh, preseason game. So uh, the twenty sixth we kick off a new Pride season at Portland because that's what the league always makes the Pride do. Seems like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's all right. Uh, a, a dose Acero victory at. Uh, Providence Park would not be unwelcome. No, uh, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, exactly. All right, Dave, uh, without any more pride news, uh, how would you feel about doing a mailbag box? I love the mailbag box. I know you do, as do I. And there are two ways that people can ask us literally anything in the mailbag box every week. One is to email us at the mainland at gmail.com. And the other is to hit us up on the uh, the Twitters. We are at the mainland is our Twitter account. And that's not going to change. Nope. And you can use the hashtag AskTMLPC. That's not going to change either. Not going to change. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. No. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't, wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> Jeez. That's, a, that's going back a ways. That's going yeah. But let's get to some, uh, you said there's nothing in the Twitters this week. You know, when I looked at the beginning, uh, when we were talking, there was not, uh-huh. I'm going to check just in case. And I doubt there is, but let me look. I will let you look and I will get on with the show in terms of the Gmail because we have a few in the Gmail. All right, let's go there then. All right. The first, uh, comes just four days ago from Christian Aleva and he, uh, Put in the subject line, I love the mailbag box. Wow, Christian, I can't tell you uh, how much I appreciate our mutual love of the mailbag box. Uh, it's catching on, sweeping the nation. I think a t-shirt that says I love the mailbag box is definitely needed. That Yes. So 
So we can sell three of those and that'll be fun. Right. One one of them will be sold to me. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll each buy one and then Christian Aleva will buy one and that'll be it. That'll be it. All right. Uh, Christian says, congratulations on episode 328. All right. Thanks. I love the way you congratulate us on every number. Yes. Uh, in reference to last week's topic about the live commentary during games across most of the sports I watch, I find the commentary team to get in the way of the game itself to a point that I too would mute the TV in a perfect world. I would love to be able to select a broadcast where you have the option to mute the commentary and turn up the crowd noise and or sounds from the pitch slash field, similar to adjusting the sound setting while playing FIFA, Madden, etc. thoughts. Uh, so several, um, Remember during COVID when they were playing matches in empty stadiums and you got to hear everything that was going on? That was really cool. Um, now, obviously, with people in the stands, you're not going to get that same level of hearing the players shouting at each other, but it still would be um, much better than the commentators. The problem that I run into, especially if I'm watching Orlando City, Orlando Pride, and, you know, it was one thing if, if, and this is where the pain was for me is I often got the commentators from the other side. I didn't get mm-hmm. Evan and Miggy. And so I'd be listening to them and they would be saying names wrong and they would be getting things wrong. And I don't know if you ever saw the Parks and Rec episode where Ron Swanson goes into like the Home Depot or wherever to get some stuff and some guy tr- tries to help him and he just looks at the guy and goes, I know more than you. And force this guy to walk off. That's how I feel sometimes when I'm listening to it. I'm like, shut up because I know more than you. Right. So what Christian is saying is he wants your thoughts on, on hearing like ambient crowd noise, like as if you were at the game. I, as an option, as a, a being able to choose on my yeah. broadcast option, I would absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, I think it should be there because, yeah. uh, you know, and I remember <laughs> this was a long time ago. They did an experiment with a Miami Dolphins, New York Jets game where they had no announcers. And it was kind of like that. They just had ambient sounds from the stadium. I was a kid and it was dull as hell, but I was a kid. Right. And nowadays, like I said, I, if I'm watching a game at home, I typically just don't like most of the announcing teams and either one or both of the announcers. So I just mute it and I throw on some music and I, the music keeps me calmer than, you know, when the game's tense and tight and, uh, and I find it more enjoyable that way, but I, I, I think that should be an option. So Christian, uh, that's a good idea. Pitch it to Apple. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll go with it. Yeah. They, you know, they've made, look, Apple TV has made a lot of good moves. We like a lot of their shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll be open to this. Yeah. And I will stress that I know that I've heard some complaints about the coverage so far, but they are just getting started. Usually they're a, a, an organization that once they, once they put their mind to some solving some problems, they're usually very good at everything. So I would say uh, just give it some time. Yeah. Be patient. It'll, it'll come along and I think it'll end up being really good. Christian says, uh, finishes love the pod. You guys are rock stars. What? That's crazy because you do a, another podcast where you talk to rock stars. <laughs> I think when you say I'm a rock star, I think you're calling me Vince Neal. That's why I, I think. I think I'm being called an energy drink. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, that's what he be. meant. Yeah. Maybe we we inst- instill him with energy. Maybe that's what he was saying. I'll take it. It's still positive. Yeah. Why not? All right. Uh, next email that we got daniel phillips has emailed us and he says soccer friends i loved the interview with jared dylan i think he's having a massive impact on our massive club my question is this you are gifted an orlando city jersey but the name on the back must be a nickname alias pseudonym or sobriquet fantastic use of the word sobriquet yes what is your name and number well I'm glad you asked that because I'm getting the six and it's going to say beefy Swede on the back. Nice. So, so is it a nickname from one of the players or like a personal nickname for us or what? Uh, it, it doesn't specify. It says the name on the back must be a nickname, alias pseudonym or sobriquet. Doesn't, 
It doesn't necessarily say that it's for us or for the player, but so if it's for the play, let's do both. So for, if it's the player, I'm going beefy Swede six. What are you doing? Uh, well, I know what I want to do for me. I'm still trying to figure out, um, a player. So for me, my nickname in college was, uh, Dave, D E V E instead of Dave, because some idiot messed it up one time. And of course, everybody then immediately said, Oh, well, we're going to use that for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then I'm going to go with the very large number of 71 because as everybody who listens knows I'm old and that's the year of my birth. Okay. Okay. Uh, while you think of a player, I'm going to say for, if it was my own personal thing, I'm probably going to go with my Michael's record collection, Twitter handle at Mike's records. Okay. And, uh, I- I'm just going to do uh, number 69 cause it's nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So I'm going to do, do, uh, I'm going to do Kyle Smith. So I'm going to use, uh, El Soldado, um, because it sounds cooler than the accountant. Not that the accountant doesn't sound cool, but El Soldado sounds cooler. And of course, 24, which is not only his number, but also, uh, has a special meaning to me, which I'm not going to convey. Okay. Be that way. Mr. Kirk. Yeah, well. Uh also you you could have the accountant on the back and then like the jock tag could say hashtag <laughs> audited. <laughs> oh, that is good. Or instead of numbers, just put like dollar signs. Yeah, that's another option. Yeah, so that's okay. a good, good, interesting question. Appreciate that one, Daniel. Self-proclaimed friend of the pod. He says, Danny Phillips, thank you for the email. Definitely a friend us, of the pod. Yes, yes. And that brings us to the final one that I have from this week. Um, if if I didn't read yours, uh, somehow got lost. I don't know what to tell you. David Victor. David hello. Says, says, hello, Michael and Dave. Call it now. Who will be the EPL champion this season? Will it be Michael's Manchester United, David Victor's Manchester City, or Lee Gavlik's Arsenal? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm in pain no matter what I pick. So I guess the least painful for me would be Arsenal, but I, I think, unfortunately, I think it'll end up being city again in the bastards. I don't really see United catching up, uh, with those clubs. Uh, I know they're not that far behind now, but still, um, I just, I feel like it's probably going to be crappy man city. Yeah. Life is horrible and oil money is horrible. So yeah. Oil money is horrible and uh, they have lots of it. Yeah. So yeah. Way to bring us down, David. Jeez. (sighs) Now I'm depressed. I know. Me too. But Hey, my team won uh, a cup this weekend trophy for the first time in six years. And my Scottish team won a cup. So two pluses for me this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, take that. Is... I'll take that look on your face as a sign that we should move on. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but who did your team beat to win that cup, Michael? Which one? The uh, Scottish cup. Oh, that they beat. Rangers, the old firm Derby for the Scottish Cup, won again by Celtic. And and which Scottish team is mine? Um, uh, I'm gonna guess it's Rangers. It is. We've talked about this in the past. How we, no. other than Orlando City, we have like in the Bundesliga, in the Premier League, in the Scottish League, like we, we're. Diehard opposition in all of those other leagues. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're probably, are you a Real Madrid fan too? Because I'm you know, Atletico. Uh, no, I'm uh, there. I don't, I don't, I haven't really, I haven't glommed on anybody yeah. there. All right. And, and Roma in uh, Italy, and they really, really sucked today. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all I got in the mailbag box. Did anything materialize in the Twitter? I have double checked the Twitter and I found that nothing has materialized in the Twitter. So nothing has magically appeared. All right. Well then uh, we will put an end to the mailbag box by telling you again, next week, get your questions in two ways. You can do it. You can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be soccer related. And uh, by the way, Ted Lasso coming back for season three, very, very soon. Uh, Yeah. Super excited about that. They also dropped a trailer, which, uh, gives very little way is it's it's one of the most effective trailers I've seen. Doesn't give a lot away, still gives you, gets you excited. Mm-hmm. The amount of words that are in it is minimal, but could not be better. Exactly. I think it's great. Uh, so, cause I almost didn't watch it, but then I did. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That was like the perfect trailer for me. No spoilers. And yeah, yep. I liked it. All right. The ways you can email us and get us, or the ways you can send us a question and ask us anything, two ways, email, which I just alluded to, themainland at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at themainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC. Main always is spelled M-A-N-E, not M-A-I-N. Don't do it that way. We will never get it. Nope. Uh, Another thing we like to ask you to do is, uh, you know, if you could rate and review us everywhere you uh, get the podcast, whether you get it on Pod Chaser or Good Pods or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever. Wherever you get your podcast, if there's a way to rate and review and subscribe, that's what we ask you to do because it's free for you and it helps us with the algorithms getting uh, seen by more people. And Dave, we have, we have finally got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We've been saying if you... Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and uh, and write a review with, to go with the rating. We'll read it on the air. We got uh, one. Uh, uh, I'm in shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happy shock. I almost didn't we promise something more? I feel like I feel like it was so long ago that that we promised something additional for the person that did it. If we did, let me know. I don't remember because it's been so long. It's been since August 7th of last year. Amazing. Uh, but we have a review here and a five-star rating from SMH. Shake my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it is uh, entitled Breaking the Streak. And it says, borrowed my coworker's iPhone just to break the streak. Go city. <laughs> nice. We have badgered our listeners into borrowing someone else's phone and leaving us a five-star rating and review. Look, SMH is is simply putting out a good example of a listener there. That's all that is. It's just a good example of a listener. Definite friend of the pod there. I think SMH stands for Super Mainland Hero. It, it, It does now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely does now. It just, look. There are people who set examples in life, and this is one of them. There are leaders and there are followers. And you, SMH, you, SMH, are a leader. You are a mensch. <laughs> and you are marvelous. All right, let's get to uh, key matchups and predictions, Dave. All right. We are both 0 for 1. Yeah, that's all right. Cincinnati coming to town, 1 and 0. It looked like a very good team last year. Looked like a very good team this year. Matt Doyle's got got them picked to win the supporter shield. There's Matt Doyle, same guy that's got Air Chankara third on our depth chart. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's the guy. What do you think? What are you expecting? What's your prediction and your matchup? What start with your key matchup and then give me your score prediction. Okay, uh, key matchup. Um, despite uh, last the last match, and despite that, the fact that the defense you know played pretty well against that that press, and despite the fact that the offense had a hard time getting going, I'm still mostly concerned about that back line and and the defending. Um, still no Antonio Carlos. Still two fullbacks uh, trying to learn uh, on the job and. Cincinnati has got that uh, three-headed monster up top of Acosta Vasquez and Brenner, and 
they can be effective. So um, how they how the back line uh, defends against that FC Cincinnati attack, I think will determine uh, the outcome of the match. I'm going to go with, because uh, as I mentioned last week, I'm, I'm being more pessimistic. Uh, it is a home match, which bodes well, but I'm going to say 1-1 one, one draw. Man, the uh, yeah, the Cincinnati's coming off a 2-1 victory over Houston. Luciano Acosta is always a threat. They've got Brandon Vasquez, also always a threat. And Sergio Santos has been added to that lineup, little speed. So um, this is a team that is very, very scary in terms of offense. Maybe you can get at them defensively. They also moved Alvaro Barreal to uh, left back in this uh, this yeah. game. They played a five three two against the Houston, and um, a, kind of a wing back. Hard to believe, you know. You just you just played against a pretty good goalkeeper in Coronel, although you didn't test him a whole lot, and now you've got to deal with Roman Celentano, who is a good young goalkeeper. Uh, this is a problematic team, and Orlando City didn't play against them very well last year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to stay positive because I, I think I ordinarily would predict that Cincinnati continues uh, their streak um, against Orlando, but I'm going to say it's a 2-2 draw in okay. this game. So I we I think we just flipped last week's predictions. We did, which that worked out well last week. Let's see how it does this week. Yeah, so this, uh, this is a... Uh, oh, man, we flipped, though. What if it's a... One nil loss instead. Double secret probation. Uh, You know, if we have that much power over the universe and we learn that early in the season, we can use it to our own advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My key matchup is definitely going to be the central midfield for Orlando and the back line of Orlando city against Acosta, Vasquez, Santos. Those guys are difficult to deal with. Uh, yeah. Vasquez's movement is so good. He's good in the air. Uh, Orlando City right now is not got as much height as it normally has in the back. So, um, yeah, set pieces are going to be a problem. Don't give up fouls around the area. And, uh, hey, how about we just keep the ball a lot? You know what? I, I'm good with that. <laughs> and put it in the net first. If you put it in the net first, that helps. Uh, which we saw. We yeah. saw last week. Let's let's run that. Let's run it back again. Yeah. If if Orlando could just score the first five goals, I feel pretty good about their uh, chances. I I'm good with the first four. All right. Well, you know. But that's You're, just me being positive. Wait a minute. I said I was going to be more negative. I'm a little. More, All right. I'm six. a little more. I'm a little more conservative than you. <laughs> All right. I, no, I'm sp- I'm supposed to be negative this time. All right. Six, six goals. All right. Uh, so anyway, there's our predictions. We both again predicted a draw, which is really weird um, for us to both come out of the box with two draw predictions. But I really think that this attack is going to take a few games to kind of come together. I wonder if we're going to see Gaston Gonzalez in this game. Probably not to start, but maybe we'll see him 60, 65 minute mark, maybe. Yeah. Um. It depends kind of how the game unfolds, but we'll, it, I love the beginning of the season because you don't really know what you're going to get and you don't know how the new guys are going to perform and how long it's going to take everybody to kind of get on the same page. But uh, Martino Hato was quiet. Torres was kind of quiet Saturday. I mean, most of the guys were quiet because they're pinned in their own end most of the game, but yeah, I think that the, you know, they got to get out and run. The thoroughbreds got to get out and run this week. Yeah, well, hard to argue with that. All right, uh, that's going to do it then, unless you got other other plans. Uh, no, you know, one thing that we failed to mention, though, is because uh, we were talking about TV shows, is as this podcast drops, season three, Mandalorian. Okay. So, gotta watch it. Looking forward to that. All right. Well, there's lots of stuff to watch. I've been enjoying... Uh, some shows. Hello tomorrow is one that I've been enjoying on Apple. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a new one. And uh it's pretty cool. And uh, you know, there's lots of good stuff on. Go watch a lot of good stuff. Shrinking, fantastic show. Shrinking's great. All right. Uh, and of course, The Last of Us. I am enjoying oh, it. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
So Pedro we'll- Pascal, all the things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Mainland Podcast. 328 is done. We'll be back next week to break down Orlando City against FC Cincinnati. And of course, we will be getting prepared for the first road trip of the season for the Lions as they will then head to DC United to see if my bold prediction of throwing (laughs) off the Rooney curse comes to pass and with a sweep of DC United. Uh, that's coming up, but we'll also have that trip to Tigris, which yes, is we will. even more uh, vital and exciting. Uh, got to get got to get into a rhythm against Cincinnati because there's not a lot of time to get ready for Tigris. Exactly. All right, makes it all the more important. Yeah, and then of course Pride and FSU will have that, and who knows? Maybe they'll drop a, an OCB roster or a schedule on us this week. I mean, it's got to happen sometime. Does it? It does. At some point, someone's going to release something. Yeah, somebody will actually. It's it's like a conspiracy. You can't <laughs> you can't keep it quiet forever. Yeah, because at some point, games will happen, and then aha! Now we have you. Yes. Yeah, found you out. <laughs> All right. If anybody has any insight on MLS next pro schedule? Let us know. Uh, until then, we will see you next week. Follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Follow me at Mainland Michael. Read our stuff at themainland.com where you will be able to continue reading our stuff uh, because we get to keep our name and our domain, which is great. Uh, like us on Facebook and follow us there. Interact with us on Twitter at The Mainland. I think that's all the things. That's all the things. Rate, review, subscribe, share. And uh, tell me stay, what I'm getting on the back of the jersey. Tell Dave what he's getting on the back of the jersey and uh and be prepared for uh some exciting news about our our GoFundMe and what we're going to give you for helping us found our new site and manning our digital wall. I like it. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. The only thing left to say is go city and go pride.